are we gonna sing along? Yes, I, I of course. Like, oh, I, like. I wanna put on my 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 boogie shoes. Yeah. <laughs> Leonard. Well, it's nice to meet you. Why are you here? I suppose I'm here to make friends with you. And your dad's too. But my heart is broken. Why is it broken? Because of what I have to do today. Yo, yo, what's up, everybody? ESP at the movies. Knock at the cabin. I'm not alone tonight. Um, Mike's here, as well as Brother Brian. What's up, dudes? What's up? Hey. We, uh, the Zisu and I, we went and saw this, uh, was it last week when it came out? Um, he's probably getting a regular episode. He's going to give his two cents. But um, the reason I'm calling in the big guns. Uh, Brian, if you guys listened to the last of Horror Returns, uh, Brian didn't make it out and see it, so it's only right that he comes on here because I want to hear what he had to say. And Brother Lance, oh man, <laughs> I understand the book, but I mean that that's like comic book movies; they're not going to be the same. But uh, I, dude, I knew what he was going to say right when the show started. The way I was like, oh, he didn't like it, <laughs> so, but. You gotta give him credit though. He's he stays in character. <laughs> but uh, he read the whole book and uh he saw the movie and um uh but before I give you guys my two cents, uh Brian, what did you think of this one? Well, like you said, I didn't get a chance to watch it when we did the show and uh I did I did stay for their reviews. Uh Lance pretty much hated it. Philip was a little <laughs> bit more positive about it, so there was a good chance I was going to go in liking this. And um, I actually ended up liking it. I I 
really I think it was more so on the strength of Batista's acting. I thought I thought he knocked it out the park with this one. Because I've said multiple times, he is the the best wrestler turned actor. I'm sorry, Rock fans, love the Rock, but he he's he's the same guy in every movie, and there's nothing wrong with it. But I think the Batista, he he just kind of he has certain levels to his acting that I think he should he's been showing lately, and. I thought the story was good. I thought the the supporting cast was good. Um, a lot of people kind of bring up the book, how the, the ending's kind of ambiguous. And I kind of liked how they gave you a straightforward story. They, they let you know what was happening. And I, I kind of dug it. So, and I, I thought the little girl was pretty good too, because uh, child actors are hit and miss. And I, I thought she was pretty good, especially being in her, her first acting role. Yeah, Dave Batista. Um, he was badass in the ring. Um, out of yeah, out of everyone that's turned actor, I mean, I love John Cena, but he's kind of the, the same as well as as The Rock. Uh, the Miz, I think he's cool, <laughs> but uh, and uh, the boss, well, she's not the boss anyway. She's uh, she's all about Monet now she over in Japan. The, she ain't the boss of nothing. <laughs> He's the boss in Japan now. Um, but so hopefully she'll be back in the Mandalorian. That's Sasha Banks for the guys, guys I know what I'm talking about. Mercedes, um, what the hell's her last name? Monet. Yeah. <laughs> but um oh really quick, knock at the cabin, uh directed by M. Night Shyamalan. I know a lot of people don't like him anymore I, he to, the last world well, glass was the movie that i like left the theater like oh that was terrible um i did i was probably the only one that liked the happening i still like that movie i have it right here in the collection um <laughs> uh, this was uh adapted from uh a book the cabin at the end of the world i i don't read so i don't i didn't see this movie but while vacationing at a remote cabin in the woods, a young girl and her parents are taken hostage by four armed strangers who demand they make an unthinkable choice to avert the apocalypse. Confused, scared, and with limited access to the outside world, the family must decide what they believe before all is lost. All right, this stars, uh, like we said, Dave Batista, Jonathan Gorf, um... Ronald Weasley, Rupert Grant, uh, Nikki Amuka Bird, I think that's how you say her last name, or middle name, Ben Aldridge, Abby Quinn, uh, this little gal, she hit it out of the park, Kristen Cooey or Chewy, however you say her last name, she played Wen, and a bunch of other people that were in this film. Um, Wait, that, I didn't know. That one chick's, which one? That one actress is Abby Quinn. Uh yeah, oh, she that was, was Demi uh, Moore's name in the sixth, the seventh sign. I need to watch that one again, but I haven't seen that one in a while. But this one, I mean, again, M Night. Um, even that one movie he did with Will Smith was it After Earth or whatever, and nobody knew what it was until the movie was over and we saw his name. That movie was all right to me. I, I didn't hate it. Oh, I did hate. Uh, the last airbender that was garbage um <laughs> <laughs> my son really hated it because he he watched the the anime show but 
I thought this movie was good. I, I loved it. I loved what was going on. I loved all the characters. Um, you guys remember when I brought Mike on when we talked about um, Midnight Mass because it was dealing with religious stuff, and I know nothing about any of that. That's always bringing Mike to explain. I did not know this was going to have that religious um, background to the story. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure how the book went, but... Uh, this is going to be a spoiler review, so if you haven't seen the film yet, we'll we'll let you know when we dive into spoilers. But, Mike, what did you think of this one? I thought it was good because I immediately knew right away who the four characters were, mm. and uh, it just gave a lot of you know symbolism as, as to as to who they were, and uh, it was good. You know, I, I really liked the the character development because it didn't just like. And that's one thing is like M. Night's films, you know, like, for example, the the trilogy of like Unbreakable Split and Glass. It's pretty much the same thing as like any Marvel movie you see just without all the glitz and glamour of it. It's a superhero movie, but just on a very human and real level. Um, like this one, you know, we, we have all these, you know, biblical apocalyptic movies. Like even this is the end. Right. <laughs> that was like apocalyptic. And you expect all this, like, you know, even though there's there's some of it, it's it's the build up to it is really a good premise. And, you know, we'll get more deep into it. But just the fact that, you know, just real quick, like there was and throughout the whole movie, there was seven characters. Right. There was the four and then the three. Mm -hmm. And then in when the when the book of Revelations happens in the Bible, there's seven seals that have to be broken and each one is a disaster when God, you know, puts his judgment on mankind. So I thought that was cool. I was like, okay, seven people, seven plagues, seven seals. So all right, let's get to it. Knowledge. Yeah, I, knowledge. Yeah, I yeah. see I didn't I didn't I didn't know all that until maybe it towards the end of the movie when they were kind of explaining who they were. So I was like, oh okay. Cause I asked Theo he he was unsure of all that too because we were sitting there when you're watching these M. Night Shyamalan films you're always thinking there's going to be some kind of twist at the end so we were kind of figuring oh well since this was going on maybe this is how it's going to end and we were all wrong so this spoiler alert this, this there, there is no twist in this film and there's nothing during the credits if you guys haven't seen this yet but um, but but overall yeah man it, it was like I was like okay what's What's the, the goal of this? Why do these four people want them to do what they want them to do? And so I was like, all right. So, I mean, again, I, I was still, like, unaware on what, what was happening and why they were doing this. And then even when um, uh, one of the, the, the four characters, when, when one of them has to, to do something, I was like, I was still kind of lost at that point on, on what was going on. And I'd see, I didn't even understand, I didn't even realize that seven, the seven people and the seven seals and all, I, didn't, I just got that when you just said it. I didn't, I didn't know any of that. But, I mean, this was you good. To, I mean, you have, to, you have to have 12 years of that beaten into you on a daily basis. Oh, uh, well, I'm, that's why I have you. Uh, I, don't, I don't know any of this. But, I mean, but Dave Batista, man, I, I got to go back to him again. I mean, a lot of people just see him as just some big brute in the ring. Um, but if you did see uh, Blade Runner 2049, he he was only in that movie for like a couple minutes in the beginning. But 
when I saw that, I was like, damn, man, he can act. And there was that's no action, got, no no fighting, yeah, no nothing. Got, that's what got him hired he, for this one. That this that was the movie that M. Night was like, oh, I want him. Yeah, I mean, because when when in his previous films in the beginning, he was he was the 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 action back background guy that didn't really do nothing, and then Guardians of the Galaxy, he's Drax and he's badass. But um, that's when I really noticed his acting chops in twenty forty nine. And if you guys did watch those little uh, mini uh, films that they put out before um, the movie came out, um, Batista's character has a a longer part. Um, they it was just some movies that you were supposed to watch before you went and seen Blade Runner. He was acting his ass ass off in that. And then the other movie that I loved was um, Bushwick. It was an action shoot 'em up Red Dawn type of film, but there was times when it was really serious with his acting. So I loved it. And if you saw the the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, of course you could do <laughs> yeah. comedy because he was hilarious in, in the Guardians films and that holiday special one was hell funny. So I mean I love it. He is this is his last time playing Drax in volume three, so we'll see. But I can see him doing more serious roles, um, maybe just a regular serious drama. And I, I, I think he, in, he uh, in what? Yeah, I liked him in Army of the Dead. Mm-hmm. Well, that's right. He wasn't there. See, I forgot. He was also in, all about in, that one. Um, yeah, he was in Riddick, him in uh, Starbuck. Well, yeah, huh? I want to say he was in Smallville too, but that was years and years ago. And because he had, was in a bunch of things, but I never I mean, seen him in that James Bond flick. I, which one, which, I don't remember which one it was. He he was a, that was a small role for him, but he he was pretty good in that one too. He was good in Dune when when he was on when he was they showed him. But Just I mean, quick, is that worth watching? Yes. The, yeah, it was. Did you like the the was it David Lynch or Venture? One Dave of them. One? Yeah. Did you see that one? I saw bits and pieces. Um. Yeah, but I I wasn't really um into it. But I'm, I've been wanting to see this one. I I heard mixed reviews, but um, I don't know anybody personally that has seen it. Um. Uh, Everyone, if you didn't listen to our review we did a couple of years ago when we reviewed the, the 80s Dune, I hated it when I first saw it, but when I rewatched it, man, it was hella good. I think because I'm all old now and I, I understand <laughs> what was going on, but I hated that movie. Your boy, uh, Will, took me to see that, and uh, I, I just remember being bored out of my mind watching that film. But did, yeah, did check he, out that he, new one. Did he pay for that? you? Did he pay for you to see it? I don't remember, man. It was a long he probably, time ago. He probably did because that dude had no friends. <laughs> we saw it. Moving on. <laughs> we saw it in Parkway. Um, but anyway. Also, but yeah. Um, no, man. We, we paid to see that, but we snuck in to see something else because I remember going, man, I got to go see something else to get this bullshit out of my head. But anyway. Um, but yeah, this see, film was. The universe. <laughs> <laughs> that was hell good. I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> oh, no, you stuck around and watched uh, Lost Boys again. I went across the hall to watch uh, Masters of the Universe with the great Dolph Lundgren and um, uh, Billy Barty. Rest in peace. 
but yeah, Knock at the Cabin, man. This this movie was hella good. I mean, I loved what was going on. The little girl, she just she knocked it out of the park. And from what I understand, this is her first film. So I was like, whoa, okay, cool. I mean, how this little yeah. gal? Uh, I think the only thing far. she was. I think the only thing she was in was like a a music video. She did like a little small part in a music video. So this was technically the first thing she's really ever did. Because I mean, she her character. I mean, she pretty much started the film off and with that scene with Dave Batista that's in in the in the trailer. And then when all when it goes all sideways in, in the cabin on what was going on in there, I was always wondering because. And when bad things are happening, her parents, her two dads, turned her around so she really couldn't see uh, what was going on. I mean, as the film went on, to me, it was it was getting it was getting scary because I was I was thinking. See, when you again, like I said, when you watch his films, M Nights, you're like you want that twist, but you're thinking there's a twist because when things are going on on TV, I'm like, is this is all is that real? Is it fake? And for whatever they're trying to do to these uh, three in the house. So I, I was thinking that. And like I said, there ain't no twists in this one. But I thought um, when her uh, her two dads, uh, Andrew and Eric, I know there were some people that were, oh, my God, just because her parents were gay. Two two dads uh, raising, <gasps> raising her. And everyone, there were some people on some of these, oh, what are they saying? Why do they promote this? I'm like, shut the fuck up. I mean, I'm just like, oh, those people that just, oh, I don't want to get into it, but they pissed me off. But And there was a lot of them after this film came out. And I was like, oh, my God, think of something else uh, to complain about. But uh, they'll, um, they'll think of something else. Yeah, uh, Ronald. He's only Ronald Weasley in my eyes. I don't care what he does, but <laughs> uh, Redmond. I thought he was cool. Uh, he's tricky with that accent because if you guys remember in Harry Potter, his accent was pretty thick. Um, I haven't watched that Servant show. Have you checked that one out? Either of you? I saw the first couple, couple episodes. Yeah, it's creepy. It. Is he's it one season it, or is there a few seasons? Uh, three. Now, three. Yeah, yeah I'm way behind. I think the I think the fourth is the last season. Is he in all of them, or is it like? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Well. Oh, well, I got the hookup now. Uh, thanks to Brother Lance, so I'm I'm have to check all that out. But, but all right, everyone. Um. Yeah. Again, uh, these four strangers show up. Take these three. Uh, these the. Uh, this family hostage and want them to do something to prevent the apocalypse to the world. So that's pretty much uh, the story in this. So, all right, everyone from here on, you hear that sound. This is spoilers from here on out. So if you guys didn't, uh, haven't seen it yet, pause here and then go watch it and then come back. This is, this is one of those ones you need to go see in the theater. If you go to the theater, I know there's still people that just don't want to go to the movie theater. So, but I'm back in the house, man. I, I see whatever I can. All right, Mike, you're gonna have to explain the religious stuff on on what was what was going on. Well, hold on, hold on. Before that, Brian, when when we when you find when you found out that these four characters were the the four horsemen, what what, what were you thinking? Were you were you also like thinking there was gonna be a twist 
Well, I guess they ruined it for you. But <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, initially before I heard the reviews, I thought I only saw the 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 original trailer that came out. I didn't watch any like the the second or TV spot. So I was thinking that the twist was going to be they were going to play off the fact that are they the four horsemen of the apocalypse or are they just a crazy cult that believes in something that's not going to happen? And um, I thought they kind of played, uh, they played it well in the movie um, up until the point where you find out that they, that everything really is happening. And I, I, I like I said, I kind of appreciated that it was more straightforward than giving me a twist at the end because i thought there was something in that cabin that they wanted like money or gold or or whatever i was thinking something like that because they when they show up they show up strapped with all these with all these weapons and everything but mike i mean did those weapons have any significance on what was going on or was it just weapons they made that's the that's from a Bible passage that says that even even now in heaven there are angels carrying savage weapons. So in in angelic lore, angels have to make their own weapon based on um, each is each one's power. Mm-hmm. So that that's why those weapons looked all crude. So the religious part is each one of these characters, each one of these four had visions. So God sent four people that had the strongest quality, a teacher, a healer, and sent them visions of, he chose them. God chose them to to carry out his mission of preventing the apocalypse. And the reason, and a spoiler alert coming up, the reason they chose those three is because they were the perfect symbolic symbolism of love, of love and family. And in the Bible, Preceding each cataclysmic event, God always gave people a choice for Cain to kill his brother, for mankind to sacrifice Jesus Christ. You know, it's like, how far would you go basically to prevent the worst thing from happening? Would you kill one of your own? Because God's like, man, I gave you a gift of my son and y'all killed him. So, you know, and for each for each uh, event. There's always a sacrifice that precedes it. That's why they call Jesus the Lamb of God, because he was put on earth as his as God's sacrifice. See, angels were pissed off because God gave his grace to mankind. That's why Lucifer, the devil, that's why he got pissed off, is because he was he's the first angel. He's he's he was the first angel and he wanted that grace. He wanted God's grace. And God said, no, I'm giving it to mankind. And so there was a war in heaven. There was a civil war in heaven. Lucifer gathered all the rebel angels and they went to war against, you know, Michael, uh, the archangel, angel Gabriel. And they all, you know, they had a huge battle. That was the first book. That's when the apocalypse happened. So on earth, it was like that time came. It it was time for the world to end. So he sent four four of his, his strongest angels who are the horsemen. There's different interpretations of them. There's there's pestilence, there's plague, there's but then in by what M. Knight went on, he went for Old Testament, which was colors, symbolizing each one and their power. So 
when it came time, another spoiler alert, when it came time for them, for the family, when they said no, you know, and then it's like, okay, then we have to break another seal. So every time God, during the during revelations, every time God was denied, he always sent an angel before with a plague, with, with an earthquake, fire, flood, locusts. You know, he always sent an angel to do that work, and there was four of them. And he sent four, four which are the horsemen, which are the, the bringers of the apocalypse, which in Marvel terms, they'd be silver surfer because they're the, he's the herald of Galactus, the planet killer. So these are like the four, you know, the, the four messengers of God. And that's why they were there. It's like we were given these visions. That's why in that one scene, Batista, for all the times they had the dreams, he knew exactly what that newscaster was going to say. He knew exactly. And then there was one like kind of plot hole. People were like, you know, but it said pre-programmed. And then it said that in one, it already happened. But it's like, if you remember what he said, he's like, all this was happening while we were on our way here. And it's going, the rest of it's going to happen. That's why we have to hurry. That's why we were pressed for time is because the end is coming. So each one of them, anytime they had to kill um, one of the four, each time they had to kill one of their brethren, um, like they couldn't do it. Human, human, humans, us, we can't kill angels because it's a power beyond us. It takes an angel to kill an angel. See, like that's why we can't fight the devil. That's why I laugh at movies like The Exorcist and all that. You can't fight the devil because we're mortal. He is an energy beyond us. You know, so that, that's why when you know, uh, one of the dads shot that woman. He, he couldn't kill her. She wouldn't die. She couldn't die. And, you know, when he shot Batista, it's like he wasn't even phased because they can't die. If someone tried to kill them, they wouldn't be able to die because, you know, mortals can't kill something of that magnitude that has power of that magnitude. So that's why they, you know, when, when it came time, they put the hood on, they got on their knees and they panicked. It's like because they knew it was coming. And another thing a lot of people don't talk about is when angels die, they their soul is not saved because they're born without a soul. Angels don't have a soul. So that's what they sacrificed when they gave their grace, when they gave up their grace, is they gave up their soul. So when they die, they don't know where they go. You know, and that's why they're afraid to die. Like mankind, we have the idea that We'll go to heaven. We'll go to the, you know, whatever energy we believe in, that's what we'll return to. You know, some people believe we'll return at a moment in our life where we were the happiest. And it'll be like deja vu. Like, we'll go, oh, okay. You know, it'll be like, oh, all right. Well, hmm, that's weird. But, you know, like it's, and that's why they were afraid to die is because angels don't know what's going to happen to them. You know, will they be saved? Will they be damned? You know, Will they fail? Will God punish them because they failed? So that's that was the the religious aspect for me. It was like that's Did the first thing I understood as soon as I saw the trailer, and I told I told my wife I was like, "There's four people, and then there's three in that. That's that's they're the seven seals of the apocalypse." And she was like, "Well, we have to go see it." To, and I was like, "That's what it's going to be. I'm telling you." But yeah, that that was my whole take on that. <laughs> Huh? I didn't know any of that. I didn't know any of that until 
Uh, well, I didn't know they were the four horsemen until they said it, and I, and I was like, "Oh, okay." But dude, seriously, as soon as they said that, I was like, "Shit, I gotta get Mike," because I fucking <laughs> I don't know anything. That was like um, Brian and I. We did Legion um, a while back. I think it was was it last year or yeah for thirty one. Yeah, we the, did Legion. Oh, um, the Angels. Yeah, with yeah. The Vision as one of the forgot he which was, one um, he was. He was Archangel Michael. Yeah, yeah he, he was Michael. Yeah. And and uh, I, I, and what's his name? <laughs> One of the Tremor brothers from Smoke and Aces. That dude was uh, he was Gabriel. All right. So I mean, once all the the, the religious aspect was coming to play, I was like, okay. So I was. I mean, I said. I mean, with all the things that are going on in the world today. I mean, with earthquakes and floods and, and all that. Um, I know some people are, are ranting and raving, oh, this is uh, just the revelations of this and that because of what's going on uh, in the world today. And I'm like, oh, well, I don't know any of that. And, and while I'm watching this film, especially when that, that tsunami came and that big flood and everything, because where the Zisu lived, he lived in Eureka. And that's sea level. Because if you guys listen to our in the car, we were talking about like if there was something, a wave or something coming, that that's gone. <laughs> so um, especially when that, this is on the trailer, everyone. When that wave was coming, I was like, you know it's coming. Why is everyone just standing there? Why is like, all start videoing it? Yeah, <laughs> they all didn't start running into those about to come crashing down. I was like, you guys might as well just stand there and let it hit you. But... <laughs> Um, that was weird. Um, what were the? I don't even remember. I just saw this last week. What were the other things that were going on when the uh, when because uh, uh, Ron he, he I don't see him as Ron. Everyone, um, he he killed him. Oh, they killed him first. So, what um, what was happening? He was right he before was, he died. He was the um, right before was the the um, earthquake in the ocean and the and the tsunami was coming. Okay. And then oh, there was, yeah. And then, um, yeah, he was, he was the earthquake. So that, that's the, that's the first one that comes is that's, that's telling you that it's symbolizing that the world's about to end because it's shaking. It's waking you up, telling you, all right, I'm coming. This is it. So um, then, yeah, go ahead. What the, what was uh because there there's some backstory with uh with the three so the the two dads um because there was there was a scene where I can't remember which one if it was Eric or Andrew they uh, went to meet their parents and one of one of their parents was just like I think it was I think it was Eric uh, it was Andrew I, Andrew. oh it was Andrew yeah. yeah his parents just didn't want nothing to do with him anymore because he was gay it seemed like eric's or eric's family was more acceptance of 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 who he was um there was a because andrew was there was something going on because he um he was kind of having kind of like a peep peep ptsd yeah because he got attacked by um by somebody in a bar but when we find out later that it was uh uh, Ron, uh, Redmond. What 
why did why I was like I was kind of trying to put that together. Why? Why did other than he beat him because he was gay? But why? Why did he he come around to be one of the horsemen? Because his his um because deep down, what I think is like deep down, he he was gay. Deep mm-hmm. down, he and he hated himself for it. So his was and, his. I think his 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 uh his horse <laughs> his horse was um oh what was it God it was just, it was on the tip of my tongue um but it's interesting because like he he wanted to he wanted atonement because even uh, uh Ananda my wife she was like it's just weird that it was it was too much of a coincidence that he happened to be the guy. That and I said, if you think about it, though, he wanted to atone for his sins. He wasn't done atoning for because each angel is supposed to be pure, free of all sin, and and he he had that. So basically, yeah, he was uh, he was the sacrifice for them, for the for the four. Was there a reason for the order when they when they had to to kill him? Uh, for each luck of oh, the draw. <laughs> no, no. Oh, you mean for each uh, angel? Each of the horsemen. Each, yeah. It, it's it's each one symbolized. Like one was one was earthquake, one was fire, one was flood, and then one was pretty much that the end. So oh, he, uh, go ahead. Um, what's his name? Uh, I believe it was Eric. I, it was right before. Uh, I think it was right before. Um, they killed Ron, Redman. Um, he saw that light, and then there was something to the when when he was looking at it. There was a a, a light uh, off to the to the left. Um, that that Eric saw. Oh, because remember then, he, he was concussed. Awesome. Yeah. Because then he, there was like a shape of somebody. You could see like a figure standing there. I didn't notice it until I was watching this video when they showed it. I mean, who who was that? That was oh, and well, it it's it symbolizes um, the the overseer. Could be God. It could be Jesus. It could be someone that's making sure that you know. Because every every you know, like, for example, you know, I hate bringing this up, but like the Marvel Universe, there's the Watcher, right? He makes uh-huh. sure everything goes as planned. So whatever energy that was, it, we don't know if it was Sam because he was, still had a concussion. But then, yeah, um, it's it, it could symbolize anything. Like, it's it's basically faith versus doubt. Like, do you believe he saw something? You know, his character believed he saw something, but as we, the viewer, do we believe he saw something? And what it was, was, was the, to me, what I thought it was, was it was the overseer, it was whatever, you know, Jesus or God himself watching, making sure things go as, as planned. Because, because after he saw that, he was like, really not sure what he saw. And he may, he was kind of thinking, well, maybe it's just 
I'm concussed and I'm just seeing things because he uh, couldn't. That was, he, that was more so Andrew. Because because they were saying that the light was 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 bothering him, wasn't it? Yeah, no, I, was a, I, I, I was always took it. As, I was a, always took it as Andrew pushing that that kind of uh, narrative on him because uh, Eric was more of a religious person than Andrew was. Yeah, so I was. I didn't again. I didn't. I didn't realize there was a, someone standing there until I was watching this video, and uh, they pause it, and you, and you could clearly see it. Oh, but, uh, malice. That's what Redmond represented. Like malice, then, like uh, yeah, chaos, violence, you know, malevolence. Yeah, that's because yeah, like, he 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 assaulted Andrew in a bar. Yeah. All right. Because he had he had went to prison uh, for uh, for the assault, so I I was kind of hoping they were gonna show or at least kind of show like a little flashback when each of them saw these visions after they we, we when it was revealed that they they were they saw things that's what brought them together to to show them what they were supposed to do. So I was thinking I was hoping they were gonna show that, but. They didn't end up showing showing any of that, but it was during all those scenes, especially when when they're about to take out when when take out Redmond. When they did the did the white hood to, to have any kind of significance of anything, or was that just something they threw in the movie? Um, it's just if you look at them wearing the white hoods, do they have any features? No, mm. they just they they don't have their they. They return as they were born, as, as featureless, nameless, until they're created. So because like, they, so what they saw, their what their vision saw, it kind of set them uh, on their mission and everything. And they, they, they knew the consequences if, if these 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 three don't comply with what we want them to do, because those horsemen, they wanted them. One of you. One of them had to die to avoid all the the apocalypse that was going on in the world. Mm-hmm. But then the three of them, they did well. Little Win, she didn't know what was going on, so it was up to Eric and Andrew, and it was like they they didn't believe it a- at all. But even even after the first, uh, when we see the first character, or Ed, when we see Redman uh, get killed, they still didn't believe it. So I was kind of like, man, it, it was nuts. So, I mean, obviously they knew out of the four, they knew uh, if they were told no, that they were going to have to die. Because, I mean, they straight up, man, they just, they, you could see that they were scared because Ron, he, he, he was crying and everything, but he was just willing to take it. And then when the three had to kill him, you could see that they didn't want to do it, but they they had to. Um so I assume when they got these visions, they found out that they were angels, correct? Yeah. Okay. And each, I, I mean, each one, like, for example, each <clears throat> each one that's given a job is, oh, did you guys ever see the movie The Prophecy with uh, uh, Walken? Yeah, a long time ago. Okay, so if you remember, like, uh, Elias Cotius, when he's talking in that, and he was like, he told uh, Virginia Madsen, um, he goes, every time 
um, God needed a disaster to fall upon mankind. He always sent an angel. He's like, do you, can you imagine what a creature like that must feel? What it must be like? I mean, and, and going back to midnight mass, like, no one's really ever seen an angel. We have this vision of them, but remember that priest was calling that creature an angel? Like, what if that was, right? What if that thing was? I mean, we see it as evil, but we've never really seen one. And then I remember in, in the prophecy when uh, when Elias Cotius says, would you really ever want to see one? I mean, this thing is the only time it comes to earth is to destroy. Would you ever want to see something like that? So they're given a task to destroy, you know, and can you imagine if like all you symbolize is love, but then your boss tells you, now you got to go kill people in mass numbers. And you're like, okay, shit. So what do you do? You send, you know, you, you tell somebody else to do it. You know, you get a, a host and that's what these guys were. You know, they were given the task of, now let's let's play a little game here. What if they had succeeded? Like, what if you know, like right off the bat, because they can't do it. They're not. They they're not allowed. Their hand is not allowed to, you know, like the watcher says. You, I can't interfere with, you know, uh, what is it with? Um, I can't. I can't interfere. Like I can't make someone love someone. I can't make them hate them. You know, I can't. You know, and that's, you know, not to get too deep into it, but that's the arrogance of Lucifer is he, he can't make, but he can manipulate. You know, he can't make you do something. That's why all these devil movies are funny because that's not, that's not how he, he works. doesn't work like that. You know, he doesn't, you know, yeah, he has legions of, of bad energy that we call demons, but technically they don't, he just suggests like, for example, if someone tells you, uh, you know, you got to pay bills, you got to do this, but, you know, and then the devil says, man, you don't got to do all that. Fuck it. Don't do it. Let your wife do it. Now, what do we do? Do we <laughs> go to work and maintain the family or do we say, oh, yeah, you're right, man. Let her do it. See, it's, it's all a choice, right? So these people given visions weren't given a choice. Because can you imagine having the, every time you go to sleep, having the same dream over and over showing you all this horrible imagery and then finally telling you the only way to stop it is to find a family that's pure and have them kill someone. That's the only way that this will end. So basically angels live in torment, especially ones that are given tasks like this because they're always seeing death. That's all they see when they close their eyes is, is torment and death and and it's like you, you would, you know, we would want that to stop. Like, how do we make this shit stop? You know, like with depression, we got antidepressants, we got therapy, we got this. But what, you know, what do angels get? They get the task of finding someone to destroy, and then it's over to destroy themselves. Yeah, because there's there's a the little line that Batista said. Even even when he doesn't see the visions, he can still hear the screams of everybody. Yeah. Yeah, it, and that's their form of PTSD, is because you keep and then also like if this if the, if if this really happened, like if if all the horsemen had survived, what do you think? It, it begs the question, like what do you think their lives would have went back to? 
I mean, did would it stop? You know, would, would they, they have to do it again? Yeah. If, but but if they would have to do it again, would God give that mission to other people? Like would they because usually when he gives you his grace, you you're given a gift of you live forever. Like, have you guys I don't know, like have you ever heard of the um the guy in the Bible they call the wandering Jew? No. Okay, you know, there's there's a plant called that a flower called a wandering Jew, but in the Bible there was um a Roman soldier that was the gatekeeper to the jail that Jesus was in. And when they were taking Jesus to be crucified. Um, this this guard, his name was uh, Cartophilus. He struck Jesus and mocked him. And Jesus looked up at him and said, "You know, you'll you'll be here for my return." And he cursed him, long life. You know, if you look at it, Jesus hasn't returned yet, and so Cartophilus is still walking the earth. And that that was his curse. Is God cursed him? You know, you struck my son, so okay, you get to stay around till he comes back. When's he gonna come back? I don't know. When he comes back, then you then you then you have my permission to die. So he's and, roaming the earth like Cain. Yeah, like Cain and Kung Fu's going around solving people's problems. No, but, um, <laughs> place to place, getting in adventures. <laughs> getting in adventures. But yeah, man, um, so would these four individuals have the same curse? Because you think about it, like some blessings are a curse. Would you want to live forever? I wouldn't. No way. Mm-hmm. I saw I mean, a bicentennial man. No, thank you. <laughs> That's yeah, watching so, all your all the people you love die. But over remember, and over. Remember what they told them, though. It's like if, yeah, you guys will live. If we all die, you'll live. But. You'll walk a burning earth until you're dead. Do you want that? I mean, there there are some people that would say, I don't mind you. I don't care. It's like, no, man. It's... So there's so much in this film. Like, there's so much packed into it. And if you, you know, unpeel back the layers, you, you see more of it. There's more to the story, you know. I and And to me, it was like one of the most engaging scenes involving biblical scripture and revelation and apocalypse sacrifice i mean if you look at it it had all the emotions in it hate love you know which is right and wrong what we what what do we consider right and wrong you know right to those those dads was love wrong to them was their parents you know because they were gay you know it's so and it's interesting that he chose that dynamic. I didn't read the book, but I don't know if that's the same premise in the book, but right now everybody, you know, the world is so, you know, a huge percentage of the world is so homophobic. And you, you take the two themes in there. There's, there's homosexuality and there's religion. And we, we know through the news and for people talking that you get these zealots out here that, you know, that, you know, uh, pervert the Bible to mean what they want it to. You know, if, if love is love, then what does it matter if you, you love a man? Or, you know, if uh, what is it? If birds love the bees, or the bees of the bees, or the bees, or the birds of the birds? I mean, who cares, right? As long as you know you, you ain't hurting nobody. So that's what I say, man. Love, love whoever you want, mm-hmm. boys and girls. Yeah. I, and if you can't be with the one you love, honey, love the one you're with. 
Yep. Um, <laughs> I want to get to the um to the disasters, other than the the big tsunami earthquake and the tsunami wave, when the um when the deadly uh, flu virus it was going around and it was killing ch- when it was killing chill just children. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was like, oh my god! I mean, it was just. I mean, we we went through something like that. Man, I know some of you guys didn't think it was a big deal, but when millions and millions of people around the world died from it, I mean, that's something we've none of us have ever lived to see before. And are are we the lucky ones that that, that we all survived it? Um, I, I I I think so, but that, that that's my opinion. But that and um, when the planes all started falling out of the air. I mean, I was like, oh, my God, that's crazy. If you um, if you got any kind of smartphone and you ask what what flight's in the air above you to Siri or whoever, um, it'll tell you. And there's, like, all kinds of planes. We can't see them. Sometimes we can. Sometimes we can't. But there's, like, planes crisscrossing all over the world in, in the air. And then in that scene when all the planes are just falling out of the sky, I was like, Damn. I mean that that was crazy. Yeah, and and that that's when I was getting frustrated with Andrew's character because I I know people like him that had some sort of explanation for everything that was going on. Hmm. Yeah, because they they were thinking, oh, this this could just be these videos you guys just made up, and it's all CGI and everything. I mean, I think at at the end. When uh, the lightning and all that were striking everything, I, I think that was when he was starting. Like, oh, okay, I, I kind of get what was going on. But I mean, to get to the end, I mean, Eric did sacrifice himself. Because that, that that part got me. <laughs> he believed. Because remember, he's like, "You didn't see it," and he's like, "But it's what I choose to believe." Uh huh. It's my belief. It's what I choose to believe. And that's the whole thing. Is is what you choose. It's choice. It's what you choose to believe. And that's what faith is. You know, I I believe in this. I believe, you know, like with our, you know, like, uh, yeah, I have the way I describe my, my you know, myself is I, I have Catholic, you know, I have traditional beliefs, but Catholic fears. You know, because it's what it's what I choose to believe. You know, and yeah, that's anybody anybody that whatever, man, if you whatever you pray, that's that's okay. You know, there's no right way. There's no wrong religion. There's no you know, and for everybody that said, Well, you know, Muslims you know, no 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 no. Everybody's bad. Everybody's got a bad gene. It's just do we nurture it? Or do we just say, fuck it, I'm just going to live and see what happens? I mean, because I've said this many, many times on the show. I'm not a religious person. I don't I don't go to church. I haven't read the Bible. I don't know any of that. That's always called Mike in here to explain uh, it all. Um, I am spiritual. I believe in, in our, our native ways and when, what I was taught. And that that is my faith, if that's what you guys want to call it. I mean... I always say this as well. I mean, believe in whatever you want to believe in. No, nobody's right. Nobody's wrong. But there are all those idiots out there that are all hooting and hollering. No, you got to believe this way. This is the only way everyone else is wrong. And it's like, I'm like, doesn't it say in your book not to judge? And you guys are out here judging. 
Yep. Everyone. Now you got these these dumb fucks at Comic Con, San Diego, judging <laughs> us for going in to have a good time. Oh, you're you're idolizing false gods and and all this shit. I'm just like, oh, I got it. I said this before on the show. I got into it with one of those guys, and he had couldn't answer my question. And I was just like, man, ugh. those are the ones. Those ones that try to force force that shit onto you. I mean, I call it shit because those are the ones that, to me, I think. Uh, ruin it for for everyone. I mean, there's, it's not the religion. It's the to me, this is what I've said. It's the followers that keep me away from all of that stuff. I Man, I don't see yeah M- Muslims and all them out there protesting Comic Con saying, "Don't go in there. You need to believe in this." Or I don't see Buddhists out there going, "No, you need to believe in this and don't go into 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 San Diego Comic Con." I'm just like, you just see these. These crazy fools out there were loudspeakers. I mean, I, I went to the NAM convention. That's all about music and instruments and everything. And there's, those idiots are out there in front. I'm just like, oh, man. I, I don't know what what these people think. I don't know what they're being taught. This isn't something you just, oh, I'm going to be like this today. No, it's 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 all taught to you yeah. and you, whatever, you whatever you believe. You ain't born like that. You know, mm-hmm. like pe- people ain't, ain't born, you know, people ain't born racist. Yeah. They're made that way, you know. So just real quick, yeah, when those people show up at, at uh, Monster Palooza this year, I'm going to wear my devil mask, the one from uh, <laughs> from Black Phone and Walker, and keep God out of California. <laughs> <laughs> like party boy. <laughs> yep. God. Shot it on the ground and fell on his head. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, man, it's it, it the whole the whole movie. I mean, it's worth you know it's 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 worthy of more than one viewing. Knowing what everything the three of us have talked about here are are you know um, the way we saw it. Like it's you know watch it. I encourage everybody to watch it, even if you believe or don't, whatever. But just watch it because it's a good story. All in all, it's a good story. It keeps you guessing, which is the mark of a good movie, because it's not predictable. The only reason I knew stuff about it is because I because of twelve years of Catholic school, you know. And there are some parts of 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 what I've learned that I, you know, that I like my namesake. My mom named me after the archangel, and I can't think of any better name to have for me, because I'm a protector. You know, I fight evil in many forms. I worked in childcare, keeping kids safe. You know, if I see your kid fucking up at Target, I'm going to say something, especially if they're going to fall off the shelf, getting crackers or something. I'm going to save them. <laughs> I don't care who, who you are. I'm going to save your kid. But yeah, man, it's it's all up to your interpretation. You know, like that, like, for example, not, we won't go into it, but like all the just all the interpretations of Skinnamarink. Like there are so many and it all it's all what you see, how you see it. Like, All right, like, really quick. Ryan, did yeah. you rewatch it or did you just watch it that one time when we talked about it? <laughs> uh, I, I was going to rewatch it and then I, I found something better to do with my time. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you guys did, everyone that listened to our Skinny Marink episode, uh, shout out. Thank you. Um, I did rewatch it again because I had watched a video uh, explaining a little more on what this guy thought. And I was I was kind of like right on with him. On what was going on in that? It was film. was it the director put out the video? No, it was just like 
someone like us. Just I, his, interpre- his interpretation I, I, of it. I heard the director put out a video explaining. Shit, I need to find that thing because I, I don't know. I but I, I I took it as ah, I see what they were trying to do because when, when we watched it, and I was just like, "What the fuck is going on in this movie?" <laughs> so and we we didn't we we kind of bashed it. We didn't like tear it apart and say, "Don't watch it." But I mean, it was one of those thinkers for me. I was like. Shit. What the hell's going on? What, do, do, do I need to rewatch this again? I watched a video on YouTube where a guy explained it, and I'm like, well, shit, let me rewatch it again. Was and that, I, I did. that bearded dude? No, it was some. Shirt. No, it was. There's like a billion videos on there, people explaining yeah, and they're it. They're all wrong. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I just took it. I was like, okay. That's why when I watched that video, I was like, damn it. I waited until it's on Shutter now. If you guys haven't seen it yet, just go check it out. But. I was like, ah, okay. I, I I can see what what I was thinking was again. I could be wrong. I haven't watched the, what the, what the director said about it, but it was this one. And like Mike, Mike said, this one, "Knock at the Cabin." You can take it uh, many different ways. I know there's some people that just think religion, any religion, is is, is false, but. And just take this movie for what it was. Because there's one of my friends was like, man, that movie was boring and stupid. I didn't know what was going on. And it was dumb. I didn't like how it ended. And I was just like, ah. He's one of those guys who just don't like anything. But Speaking of again, that, do, do you guys know how the book ended? No. I have no idea. Apparently, a spoiler for anybody that didn't read the book either. Um, apparently, they Andrew and Eric fight over the gun and Wen gets shot. And dies because because it was accidental. It didn't count as a sacrifice, and the apocalypse happens. Oh wow! Oh man, see that's 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 more of an ending that I think would have been more impactful. Like shit, like the ending to the mist. I mean, it's Uh. it's a gut puncher, (laughs) but I mean, wow, wow. Uh, it's I, like the last of us all over again. I'm I'm done with the first episode. No spoilers. <laughs> yeah, if that would have happened, I'd have been, oh. I mean, I was tearing up anyway when um when Eric uh when he when he when he met his demise by by Andrew had to, had to shoot him. I actually I was, had a sense of relief though when it was him because he had that vision of Andrew and when in the future. And he said, look, do it now while, while I still have this in my mind. And I, uh, I felt like that gave him peace. Yeah. Yeah. That's when I was like, Oh, weak. And the tears started forming in my eyes. I was like, damn. Cause Brian, Brian, you're married, right? You're yeah. married, your dad, Kev, you know, mm-hmm. you too, me, I have a wife and a shit ton of action figures. But the point <laughs> being is think about you. Would you? Mm-hmm. Can you sacrifice your partner? If no, you I, I would. I would be the one going. Yeah. Well, I think all three of us would. Yeah. Yeah. There's no hesitation. There's no hesitation. Like my wife and I always have that argument. No, I'm gonna go before you, because I can't. I can't. I can't. And I think with that, when you watch it, when you. Because there's people that are like, oh, you know, you know, there's some jackasses out there. Yeah, I called you jackasses that are like, oh, they're gay. It doesn't matter. But you know what? 
those motherfuckers loved each other. Mm-hmm. And it don't matter if it's a, like we said, a guy or a, a girl, whatever we choose to be with. Can you cut that part of your life out? That's the hardest shit, man, to think about, you know, and then when you when you look at it like that, it's true. Like Brian was saying, man, that he was at peace with what was going to happen with what he saw. And that was his vision. It was yeah. completely different from what. Batista and those guys saw it was a vision of a future that was beautiful. So he was ready because that's what, you know, if this is what it's going to give you, then I'm ready. And I think any of us would do that. If we can see, you know, our family going forward in such a light that just, then fine, man, I'm ready to go. If that's what it's going to be, I'm ready to go. And I also like it on, uh, Andrew's part too because he wasn't necessarily religious but he believed in Eric so much that he went with it yep oh yeah that, 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 was, that was a tough ending I would I, I'm kind of glad they changed that other ending because I, I don't know yeah I don't we, know if I've been able to handle that one because <laughs> that I mean if they did if they shot the book ending like it would I think everybody would have been more pissed off. You know what's funny is like people would be like, okay, you know, there's okay, they're gay, ah, you know, and then you know, you can't win. The world ended, ah, you know, it's, they killed the kid. And it's like, but I you can't please everyone, you know, not everything has a happy ending. Seven. You know, <laughs> I'll always throw that seven. You know, the mist. It's like, Jesus Christ. Those are gut punchers, man. And I think this one, you know, gives everybody hope because that's what, honestly, that's what, that's what we all need right now is something yep. on the up to end in the, to end up in the green. Give us a win. Joe Biden. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. It's yeah, all right. Don't want to get into that either. <laughs> this is definitely, definitely worth a second watch, a third watch, definitely worth owning. I mean, I'm definitely going to scoop it up when it comes out. Steelbook coming out at Best Buy. I got that last one old. I got that Steelbook. Uh, I did, the only one I don't have is uh, I got Glass, just because Unbreakable is my favorite one. Uh, out of all, speaking of that, do you guys have a favorite M. Night film? Lady in the Water. Oh, you and Lance need to do a review on that then. I don't remember <laughs> that one at all. It's Lady in the Water. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Brian. I was just going to say mine's unbreakable because I Mine just too. went in not knowing what it was and just that, that, that reveal at the end I thought was just great. Yeah, Unbreakable was awesome. And then when Split came out, blew my mind. And then Glass was garbage. <laughs> <laughs> I like the... Yeah. He died from a puddle. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's how Ira Hayes died. Got drunk and drowned in a puddle. But I like Lady in the Water because I love fantasy. And I'm a huge believer in dreams. Like for M. Night Shyamalan to write that story for his kids based on a dream he had. It's like, wow. And then to see it manifest like that, like. I, I liked it because each each element 
in there, each, each person served a purpose. It's like they brought all these people together to serve a purpose. And that's why I liked it because I'm, I'm a firm believer in community. I'm, I'm a pack animal. I can't, like with the pandemic happened, I couldn't stand being, not being around other people, especially my homies. I couldn't see my friends. I couldn't, you know, and I don't know if you thought about this, Kev, but when we saw each other in, when you came for Skins Fest, we hadn't seen each other in three years. Was that long? Three years, yeah. I see, it, it was different for me. I didn't stop going to work. Yeah, so I you, was I was around I, people that whole I time. Didn't work for three years. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I can't relate. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I didn't work for what is it going seven years? Uh-huh. But no, the point being is that like I'm I I love community. I love being a part of community. I think that's why I loved working in childcare is because I had a role. I had a responsibility. And Lady in the Water, to me, each character had a role to play. They were responsible for something. That's why I, that's another one that didn't have a twist. Hmm. Spoiler alert if you have never seen it. I was gonna say spoiler alert, everyone. Yeah, does it that one that one didn't either. It's a straightforward storytelling. But but Unbreakable, I mean, that to me is is a, a great film because um the guy from Split was in it. We just didn't see him. Yep, he was running around, but No no, he yeah. he was in it. His um because when uh, David Dunn put his hands out, remember, and he was touching people. Oh yeah, and he saw right. that little he saw that little boy being abused. Yeah, that was that was Kevin. Ah, uh, have to rewatch those again. I'm trying to see what his next M Night's next project is. I mean, he he kind of just comes yeah, out of nowhere. I know he signed a multi-picture deal with Universal. We'll I like this fried it. chicken commercial in the movie, though. <laughs> <laughs> was that for a hair fryer? <laughs> yeah, or some, yeah, something. I thought that was awesome. Oh, that's right. He directed The Visit. I forgot all about that. I liked that one. That, that one, one was the, cool. The little kid rapping at the end. <laughs> Yeah, it was his first film uh, was uh, Six Sense and Unbreakable Signs. At first, our Signs was all right, but I I love it now. Village, I liked it the first time I saw it. Yeah, Lady, that movie. Lady in the Water, I don't really remember. The Happening, I mean, again, I was like the only one that liked it. Shout out to Marky Mark. Last Airbender, ugh, garbage. After Earth, it was slow, but I did enjoy it. Um, visit, split, glass. Uh, old was good. Servant, I need to watch, but knock at the cabin, everyone. He has two yeah. upcoming projects. One is Untitled, and the other one's called Labor of Love. Hmm. I hope he still like makes these kind of kind of films. Don't just because of who you are. Don't just make a a regular movie. I mean, when again, when you hear when you see M Night's name directed by. That's when you're like, oh my god, all right, cool. But I mean, not everyone likes him. Not not everyone likes his stuff. So, but all right, everyone. 
Uh, with that, that's going to be the end of ESP at the Movies, Knock at the Cabin. Uh, Mike, before we get out of here, where can uh, everyone get a hold of you? Uh, just follow my um, my, Insta- my Instagrams, uh, Real Talk Junkies Films. That's Real Talk Junkies Films. Or you can hit me up on my action figure page at The Boneyard Collectibles. Um, I'm on Facebook at Mike J. Marin. Uh, my settings are to private, so you'll have to request my my friend thing because I have stalkers. Um, <laughs> and uh, no, actually, I do. It's it's it's. I'll get into that later another time. But yeah, it's it's. I have to. I had to put all the security shit on my on all my social media because just some Yahoo wouldn't leave me alone. Um, and then. <laughs> Yeah, and that's and if you want to see my films, oh my god! Like, uh, what episode do you have all my stuff? I, I have to keep. Oh, going. I don't know. I have no idea. Just, 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 on, okay, just you've heard my, them all. If you just follow my Instagram page, and all my stuff is on there. So, everyone, yeah, everyone has been listening to the show. Cool, thank you. I mean, you guys, Mike's been on like a billion times <laughs> prom- oh, promoting everything. <laughs> real quick, before I leave, I want to send a shout out to uh to um the homegirl up in uh humble rachel uh rachel's always you know liking my stuff on instagram she's always you know really really cool every time i communicate with her so huge shout out thanks for liking my films and my figure pictures and stuff man stay safe yep rachel's a girl i love her she's awesome um brian who everyone knows where to get a hold of you yeah the horror returns.com email us at the horror returns at gmail.com. Uh, got a Patreon YouTube channel, which we had never post anything and uh TikTok <laughs> where we never post anything. So there's, there's some stuff on there. Yeah. That was posted last year. <laughs> yeah. You guys know the drill over here. Just listen to everything here on the regular network. Shoot on over to anchor. Listen to everything we got over there. Follow us on Facebook. Just search East Society or MacNez Podcast. Uh, we also have a YouTube channel. All you guys know. There is some stuff on there. I need to put more on there. And uh, when you're done with that, shoot on over to T Public. Pick up a East Society or MacNez shirt as well as the Horror Returns. Many designs over there. Uh, HorrorReturns.com. There's links to everything. Follow us on Twitter, East Society Pod. At Magnez Pod at Theo Zisu Instagram E Society Podcast The Zisu uh, Magnez Pod follow uh, Taylor and I's Blu-ray pages at Blu-ray Nez at Blu-ray Taylor and TikTok at E Society Pod. So and yeah, uh, don't forget Magnez at OnlyFans.com. Yep, and uh, I see pictures of my toes and my toe jams <laughs> and all that. But hey, man, the struggle is real. Uh, if you guys want to send us money, yeah, cool. Uh, let me know. I'll, I'll give you my cash app. Um, <laughs> because we making we making money for this? No way. This is all coming out of our pocket. Uh, but yeah, go be a Patreon uh, subscriber over at uh, for the Horror Returns again. HorrorReturns.com. All that information is there. And uh, yeah, that's gonna be it, everyone. Uh, knock at the cabin. Go see it. See it twice. Uh, give M9 more of your money because he always gets triple and double of my money in the theater and when his 
physical media comes out. But with that, everyone, again, shoot on over to everything that you you guys know where we are. And uh, yeah, so but with that, everyone be safe out there. Come back next time. So until then, party on. <laughs>